the voice of authority. We've had a new bishop for about a year and a half, and you may have heard that he has you know, discerned five priorities for our diocese that he'd like to focus on. They include a, a new seminary, a growing seminary, mental health ministry, very important, small group Bible studies, calls Christ in our neighborhood, but small group Bible studies, evangelization and the sacramental life, and fourth, a, a culture of listening, we call synodality, but listening to one another. And I've been in some meetings and things with him, and we're like, why not five other things? Why not the elderly? Why not the homeless? Why not, why not abortion? Why not stem cell research? Whatever. He, there, there's a lot of topics. There's a million topics. You could say, maybe not a million. There's a lot of topics. But, but he has discerned by the Holy Spirit that these are the ones that, that he would like to focus on, that God is calling him and us to focus on. So because he is our bishop, he is our authority, that he is the voice of Christ for us, it's like, okay. As a priest, I'm like, oh, okay, well, sure. We can do those things. I like those things, you know? And, and so authority is actually meant to help guide that a common voice is meant to unite. It's meant to liberate. And I think our, our concern in our culture today is if there's an authority that asks us to do something evil, and there are lots of examples of cultures and countries around the world, even currently, who are, are doing really bad, evil things, hurting people, not treating them with dignity, all that kind of stuff. And we are not, we don't, if it's something evil and harmful to the human person, we do not have to obey that. But thankfully, these are all good things. These are part of the life and goodness that Christ calls us to. From the time of Moses, God told us that he would send us a prophet, a mouthpiece, that for whatever reason, that God directly was just too much. And so God said, sure, I'll send you a mouthpiece, a prophet, someone who can speak with my voice and with my authority. Ultimately, he's talking about Christ, Christ is the one who speaks with the authority of the Father. And God says, whoever will not listen to my words, God's words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will make him answer for it. That, that when I send you those prophets, when I send you those voices, if, if you don't listen, you're going to have to kind of answer for it. And, we, and we, we get this, like in our culture, if... You know, when, when mom leaves the babysitter in charge, and if I don't listen to, that, to the babysitter, I will have to answer for it. And I think we also get, we get the voice of authority. You know, when, when, when a police officer says, you're under arrest, those words affect reality. You are now under arrest. You, you know what I mean? So, there's, so we, we have this in our own culture that, when the teacher says, um, don't cheat or you'll be sorry one day, um, they, they might be meaning that, yeah, I'm going to fail out. But really, if it, say you're a doctor and you cheat on a test, well, that could cause some big problems one day when you go to help somebody and you needed that knowledge to help them. So, so even if it doesn't affect us immediately, by not listening to the voice of authority, it will affect us negatively down the road.
That when a voice of authority speaks with goodness for our good, that, that we want to listen to that. It's good for us in the end. Now, the truth is, we have freedom, though. So I hear this voice, you know, I know mom told me to obey the babysitter, but thanks, but no thanks, I want to do my own thing. Which, which has been the problem since the beginning. Ever since Adam and Eve, you and I are tempted to do our own thing. I know you said this, I want to do my own thing. But God says, you know, he, there's going to be this accountability. That if I don't, if I don't listen, then that's on me. But, but if, if the authority does something weird or whatever, like that's, that's on them. Yeah. But what is Jesus? Jesus comes and he speaks in our gospel today. He speaks with this authority and his voice has the power to cast out evil. That um, St. Paul in Romans says the wages of sin is death. And so all of us have experienced sin. So all of us have experienced death and all of us are going to die. But Jesus, the voice of life, the voice of the good shepherd, wants to show us the path out of sin to eternal life. And so we're all kind of in a difficulty here, but his voice is meant to, to lead us to that place of freedom and joy that you and I are created for. And I, I need that voice because I, when I listen to my own voice, I, it doesn't always lead me to good places, you know? Um, like, I've got my doctors told me some dietary things, whatever, and right now, and, and then when I see the desserts right there that have all the things that I'm not supposed to eat, I'm conflicted, you know? And, and I wanted to say, okay, I know my doctor said this, but I think I know better. Or you know what, it's okay, it's not that big a deal. But then we regret those decisions. Later you're like, that was not a good decision, you know? But we, we do that all the time. I mean, that's, that's a tangible example, but like morally, spiritually, the same principle applies to us. And, and so I recognize my weakness, that, that sometimes, sometimes I don't know what to do. Like, okay, now that my doctor told me I know, but before that, I didn't, I didn't even know what was good to do. So there's some things we don't know what's good to do. But then I do know it, and I'm weak in choosing it. Or my passions lead me astray to choose things that, that aren't good for me. So we have, this is all because of original sin. And so Christ doesn't want to leave us in that place of unknowing, a place of darkness. And so he continues to speak to us through his body, the church. The living voice of Christ is the church. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says to Peter, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That Jesus Christ has given Peter his authority, his voice. Why? To show us how to receive that gift of eternal salvation, to receive the gifts that, that Christ wants to give us. And so there's, there's an incredible security in the voice of Christ. Because again, I'm confused or whatever at times, but that voice of truth is secure. And if I have a, a choice whether I want to listen to my own voice or listen to the voice of Christ, like I know I can be wrong. I, 
I, I mean, I just don't know where I'm wrong. Otherwise, I wouldn't choose to believe things that are wrong. I, but I know it's possible. So I want to I rest assured on the rock of Christ that there's goodness and freedom there. And so I also like being, I love being Catholic because there's also this logic, logical consistency. There's a, there, and so I want to give you a couple examples here and see if this, this helps paint the picture. I was, I think this one's kind of funny, but so recently a young man said to me, and they, they were asking me for a Catholic wedding. We want to have a Catholic wedding. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, tell me about whatever and your families and your faith. And he's like, man, my mom is like super Catholic. She goes to mass every Sunday. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, like, um, which, I mean, honestly, I mean, like, that's a pretty low bar, is it not? You know, like, and also this goes back to the Ten Commandments. God said, honor the Sabbath. Like, why? Does God want us to honor the Sabbath because somehow he gets a bigger head or he's more God? No, honoring the Sabbath is good for me. It's like, it's not all on my shoulders. That I'm, a, I'm not alone. I have a community. That, that I have strength in the Eucharist. And I have strength in the Word to get me through this next week. And college is not easy. And so I need all the help I can get. And so it's like, God's offering us a gift if I'm willing to hear. There's another family that, this is, this is more edgy here, but it just, I think it's interesting to think about, and it's, I think it's relevant for, for college students. There was this family that they stopped going to church, and I hadn't seen them for a while, and I'm like, oh, I wonder, whatever. And, and someone, uh, a family member told me, said, yeah, they stopped because they, they realized um, just how pro-life the church is, and they are, they're pro-choice. And so they, they couldn't live with that logical inconsistency, which is true, that you and I, when you and I have one foot in two different worlds, eventually something has to give. Because at the end of the day, I know that I'm not being consistent, and I hate myself for it. And so I have to make a choice. Am I going to let go of this or let go of that? And so they, they stopped going to church, and... What was interesting is they, um, they want, the, they have a baby, they have a new baby, and they want their baby baptized, which is awesome. Would that every parent wanted their child to be baptized, the gift of salvation. I'm like, this is awesome. But it, it's just an interesting, there's a couple, there's a couple ways to look at it. So I want to look at it for one, and I want to, I want to, maybe you know this, but there's a conversation piece called Trot Out the Toddler. And it has to do with the topic of abortion and pro-choice and all that. But maybe you know it, but it might be helpful for your own conversations. But it also reveals like a logical consistency. And it's like, okay, so you, you want your child to be baptized, but you think, it's, you think someone else can decide to end the life of their child. So you, you think it's okay for that, and, but, and you want this. Okay, well... Um, for, first of all, I would stop and say, how come you want your baby baptized? That's beautiful. Let's talk about that. But I would say, well, let me ask you this question. What if, what if I know this is a crazy question, especially from a priest. What if, we, what if we chose instead to baptize this child over here because you want good things for the child? And what if we instead decided, what if one day you woke up and, and you decided to end the life of your child? And they'd be horrified. Like, why would, I would never do that. So, so wait, wait, you're saying you don't want to end the life of your child, but you think it's okay for somebody to end the life of their child. 
What's the difference? Well, well, this baby is um, this baby's so much smaller. And I was like, well, are you saying that if you're bigger, you have more value? Like, I'm bigger than Father Anthony. No, uh, Father, <laughs> Fa- Father Dan. Father Dan's bigger than me. Does he have more value than me? You know, like, I don't, I don't think we want to put value on how big some, someone is, a human life is. Well, this one's, well, this one, this, this child's unwanted. I want my child. I was like, whoa, wait, wait, so you're saying a value of a person, a value of a human life is determined by whether they're wanted or not? I go, I, there's a lot of college students who feel unwanted. But the truth is, it's, if, the value, if we put the value of someone in, in someone else's mind as opposed to reality, I'm like, that is, a, that is a dangerous path to be on. The truth is that God wanted this child here, just like God wanted your child here, that God wants every child. And that God thinks that your child is worth dying for and offering the waters of salvation. And God thinks this human life, though small and needing some more nutrition and time, is worth, also worth dying for. So what's the difference? The truth is that all human life, independent of stage of development, stage of awareness, is Jesus thinks is worth dying for. And there's something so beautiful and consistent about our faith. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Well, what if we put a line somewhere along the way? And I'm like, why? Well, how how come you put the line here instead of here? Or here instead of here? Like, you know, or now we want to put the line at the end of life. You know, if you're not really aware, then it's okay to end your life. So anyways, so you see how, but it's so liberating to be like, God says you have value because he says you have value. That, that voice of truth and goodness is so good. And I know, I know that at the end of the day, all these different things and where we want to put lines and what I want to listen to and what I don't want to listen to, it comes back to my hardness of heart that we sang about in our psalm. We've been singing about it for thousands of years in the church. That the temptation, ever since original sin, is for me to want to do it my way. Versus the path, and versus listening to the voice of the one who knows what's for my happiness. And the truth is, I actually, I need that voice in my life. Because it's actually his authority, the authority of his voice that allows the water poured to bring salvation in baptism. That that is actually through his body, the church, the voice of authority speaks over the, the baby and over the water, and it brings salvation to this person. And I need that voice in my life. The voice that says, I absolve you from your sins, speaks with the authority of Christ, and I need that voice. The voice that says, this is my body, this is my blood given up for you. It's the same voice of authority that speaks. And I know I need that voice. And so maybe I actually need his voice always. His voice that, that fights for my happiness, that knows what is for my happiness, that speaks truth when I'm not sometimes confused, when gives me clarity when I waver and feel weak. Because while I think I, I know what I want for my happiness, I can misunderstand it. He, he knows what is for my happiness. 
And he has the authority to cast out all evil and lies from my life so that I can walk in the freedom he created me for. And so we pray. This is the prayer of my heart. Maybe it's the prayer of your heart. Well, I, let, me, let me say this. Let me say Two weeks ago, I had, we did a marriage preparation retreat. And the, you could summarize the day as, what does it mean to be sacramentally married in the church? Like, is marriage just a piece of paper? Like, one day we're married, one day you know, we're not, and then we are. Is marriage just a piece of paper? What does it mean to be sacramentally married? And in that course of that day, what the couples are taught about is that marriage is not our thing. Marriage is God's thing. And if we live according to marriage, which is a gift from him, they will actually be really happy. And so that's, that's the proposal for the day. And at the end of the day, we give them an evaluation. It's an anonymous evaluation. And everybody filled it out. And I've never seen this before. There were, there were 24 people. One person didn't, felt the freedom not to fill it out, so be it. Uh, but of the 23 people that filled it out, every single one of them said they intend to be more active in their Catholic faith after that day. I've never seen that. I've been doing this for 15 years. Every single person, when they heard the goodness that God wants for them, when, when they heard this is what the church teaches and here's why, that it burned within them and they said their hearts were softened and they said, I want to do it that way. I, I want to do it the Catholic way. I believe that God made me for happiness and that that voice of truth has, has spoken to my heart and resonated and it makes me want that too. That, that I want to follow that voice because I trust that he wants my happiness. So this is, my, this is what's on my heart. Maybe it's on your heart and I'll, I'll pray this prayer to end. Jesus, this, this, it's true for me. Jesus, you know how often I want to just do it my way and how weak I feel and how when I look at things sometimes I'm confused about what's truly good for people and loving but Jesus soften my heart that wants to do it my way and not your way help me to hear your voice and follow it knowing that your voice is the path to happiness